Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcast. Today, we'll be speaking to Adam Cohen from the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, US. Hello, my name is Adam Cohen, and today I'll be discussing our ASCO abstract, discussing the activity BFCR 4350A, which is an FCRH5 CD3 T-cell engaging bispecific antibody in patients with relapse or refractory multiple myeloma. This is being presented on behalf of my co-authors as a trials in progress poster at the ASCO 2020 meeting. Just as a little bit of background, we know that patients who have relapsed refractory myeloma that have to become resistant to a proteasome inhibitor, immunomodulatory drug, and CD38 antibody, unfortunately have a poor prognosis and new treatments are needed for this uh, population of patients. FCRH5, which stands for FC receptor homolog 5, is a novel immunoglobulin type 1 membrane protein that is expressed throughout the B cell lineage, including uh, with high expression on plasma cells, and therefore is a promising target for immune therapy for myeloma, which of course is a cancer of malignant plasma cells. And preclinical studies have demonstrated fairly uniform and high expression of FCRH5 on malignant plasma cells, both in cell lines and for multiple myeloma patients. What makes this an attractive target is that uh, outside of the B cell lineage, there doesn't appear to be other FCR5 expression on other normal cells of the body. Uh, and this could potentially limit off-target effects. In addition, the gene for FCRH5 is expressed uh, at the 1Q21 locus. And we know that a gain or amplification of 1Q21 is a common uh, genetic abnormality in multiple myeloma. And in fact, patients with 1Q21 gain seem to have even higher expression of FCRH5, uh, suggesting that it could potentially be even more useful to target in this population of patients. So BFCR4350A, which I'll call 4350 uh, going forward, uh, as mentioned, is a, a bispecific antibody that targets FCRH5. And the way this works is it's designed to try to activate a patient's own T cells within the bone marrow microenvironment to try to attack the myeloma cells. And so one end of this bispecific antibody construct binds to FCRH5 on the myeloma cell. The other end binds to CD3 on the T cells within the microenvironment. It brings those cell types together, activates the T cells, and induces myeloma cell killing. And this uh, a specific uh, bispecific antibody has been uh, designed to try to bind to the membrane proximal domain of FCRH5 to really uh, generate a very tight immunologic synapse and maximize T cell activation. And in a uh, nice series of preclinical experiments uh, published in Cancer Cell in 2017, uh, 4350 uh, was uh, found to be able to activate T cells from uh, healthy donors as well as myeloma patients against uh, both normal plasma cells, but importantly against myeloma cell lines, as well as uh, primary patient myeloma samples in vitro and, and leading to activation of T cells and killing of those myeloma target cells. Uh, it was also shown to be able to have uh, robust killing of myeloma cells in a xenograft uh, murine model and also could induce T cell activation and depletion of bone marrow plasma cells in a non-human primate monkey model. And so for all of these reasons, uh, based on this preclinical data, a phase one first in human study of the 4350 uh, 
anti-FCRH5 bispecific antibody was started. And so this trials in progress poster just describes uh, the study design, inclusion criteria, and objectives of the study. Uh, no data is yet available, but uh, hopefully there'll be data uh, later this year. So in this phase one study, patients with relapsed refractory myeloma, for which no established uh, therapy is available, appropriate, or tolerable, can enroll in the study. They have to have uh, creatinine clearance of at least 30 milliliters per minute. Importantly, uh, patients who have had progression after prior CAR T-cell therapy, other bispecific antibodies or, or BCMA-directed therapy, uh, those patients are all allowed on the study. The uh, study has a dose escalation part, which is ongoing, and then a dose expansion part. The drug is given as an intravenous infusion every three weeks, and there are two arms that are uh, currently being explored. Uh, the first is what's called single step-up dosing. This means that there is a low dose of the antibody that's given on the first day, and then a week later, if tolerated, the full dose of the antibody is given. Then starting cycle two, the full dose is given every three weeks thereafter, up to 17 cycles of treatment. Uh, in the, the multi-dose, excuse me, multi-step-up dosing, there are two low doses given a week apart, and then starting day 15, the full dose is given and is maintained thereafter. And the reason for this step-up dosing is to try to mitigate the risk of cytokine release syndrome or neurotoxicity, which are known potential side effects of bispecific antibodies. It's thought that by starting at a very low dose initially, you can activate the immune system, but, but not too much and perhaps limit the toxicity. And therefore, when you move up to the higher full dose later, it'll be better tolerated for the patient. Uh, patients are hospitalized briefly for the first two doses to monitor for these toxicities. And then the, the drug can be given as an outpatient infusion thereafter. In terms of the objectives, the primary objective as with any phase one study is really safety, identifying toxicities in a recommended phase two dose. There are a number of pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic endpoints that are being explored and of course, uh, preliminary evidence of efficacy uh, as manifested by uh, response rates and uh, progression-free survival and duration of response. And so the study is currently uh, enrolling at nine different sites across three countries. Uh, as the dose expansion gets up and running, there are 12 additional sites that are expected to open up around the world with the hopes that uh, we'll be able to get some sense of the preliminary safety and efficacy of this approach uh, soon and be able to see if this is uh, potentially an effective new therapy for multiple myeloma. Multiple Myeloma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.